0: Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk live from Mobile, Alabama here at the 2023 Senior Bowl. I'm Noah Strachbein, joined today by my crew, our boys down here at Mobile, Stephen Thompson, Nick Martin. It's a, it's a great week. Kicking it off strong. I think day one was very impressive. There's a lot of things that stood out. Mike Tomlin and everybody else was in presence today. Uh, I think a lot of people got a little spark from Brian Flores showing up in a Steelers uniform. Uh, people people seem to like that one. We're going to go through everything that impressed, everything that didn't impress, all the headlines that came about day one here at, Mo- or at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. But first, as always, we are absolutely fried from the sun. Just surviving down here.
1: How are we feeling, boys? My nose is highlighted. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: You both, I think, look worse than I do, but like, I'm, I'm, the viewers at home could see my legs. Like, those things are like tomato red. Like, they, they are bad. I, I, I was expecting rain when I came down here. I was expecting clouds. I was not expecting to see the sun when I came down here. And instead, we showed up. I'm
1: sweating my butt off as soon as
2: we step out of the car.
1: I think the yeah. lighting is doing me dirty right now. <laughs> I think yeah. you guys look the worse in, than I did in real life, but you know, yeah.
0: in In real life, you check the Snapchats. You you check the uh, the pictures I've taken today. I look like a tomato today. You know, we're feeling good now. I took a shower. You know, put a little lotion on the face, mm-hmm. and we're okay. We're okay. But the sun is. Uh, it could be rough. You know, I have two hats sitting here. Forgot both of them. So I've I haven't had a shaved head ever in my whole life. So I'm very excited to see what my scalp does in the next three days. Nonetheless, the senior bowl is here. We're very excited about it. It's been a great time so far. We're 24 hours deep. Um, Steven, I want to, I want to start with you. Uh, Me and you spent the first half of practice while Nick was still making his way to mobile. um, Try watching the national team. You had some good observations. A couple of guys that I was like, Ooh, you're impressing or you're not impressing. You'd be like, nah, you're actually totally wrong about that one. And you, you, you ended up being true on almost all of them. Who uh, who stood out to you today? Who were some names that you were like, oh, okay, this guy jumped on my radar?
2: Yeah, I'll start with my favorite guy. Um, the guy I had the most fun watching today was um, by far Dayon Henley. Um, he's a linebacker from Washington State. This guy's big. He's got long arms. He really just, he looks the part, quite frankly. Um, and that's half the battle. That's not half the battle, but it is. Um, it's a good place to start. But then once he, he stepped on the field, started running drills and and playing against, you know, playing some actual football. Um, he really kind of lived up to what what you saw when you just were looking at him. Um, he used those long arms to, to shed blocks and, um, you know, get to the get to the get to the passer when he was rushing the passer um, against against some running backs and some one on one drills. He can move sideline to sideline. He can cover. He can tackle. Um, he was always in position to make plays that. That guy was immediately at the top of my list. You know, we were kind of focused on linebackers like we we talked about on our last podcast. That's just a position need for the Steelers. I thought um, another guy in the national team, uh, DeMarvian Overshone from Texas, uh, he was just another really physically imposing guy. I, I wasn't super impressed when he was going through his individual drills. But once he started actually playing football, you can see how that 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 body translates to being a really good football player. He's fast. um, He can really move again as those long arms that helps him cover and kind of shed blocks. It's there's an impressive linebacking core on that, on that, um, on that national team roster. And I'm really excited to watch them. Those guys were, were really at the top of my list.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They definitely caught my eye. There was a lot of guys that I think really stood out today. Nick, who, who are you looking at?
1: Um, Honestly, like the moment I got there, I saw 17, for, for BYU making plays. And I was like, I was like 17. I didn't know the number at the time, but I was like, oh, that's Puka Nakua. And Nakua is, he really stands out because of his, his, his size fluidity uh, in terms of like his combo. But what was really standing out was his coordination and body control along the sidelines, some really nice toe taps, impressive back shoulder wins. got targeted in the middle of the field. I thought Puka Nakua really separated himself from the receivers on, on day one. Now uh, now obviously it's only one day. You know, you want to see if guys can keep that consistency going into t- into the rest of the practices and into the game potentially. But it was a really good start for Puka Nakua. I was really impressed with what I saw from him. Now keep going. Yeah, no, and uh the guy the guy I was uh, really excited about uh cornerback, Julius Brents. Uh, showed yeah. up around six three two oh four 204 with 33-inch arms, but he showed wa- way more fluidity than I expected. Just really solid feet to mirror receivers off the release. But what I loved seeing was how he just utilizes the sideline as an extra f- defender. He was constantly pinning receivers to the towards the sideline, but getting his head back in phase and playing the ball, I was really impressed overall with what Julius Brent showed. I think he has a lot of traits that are appealing to the Steelers, especially.
0: Yeah. I I think that there was a lot of corners that really stood out to me. Um, I mean, Riley Moss was a guy that I had my eyes on right from the jump. i always like the like skinny dudes, you know what I'm saying? Like the guys that you're like, all right, you don't really look like a football player, but you play like a football player. I thought he had a really, really good day. Uh, Q blue Kelly or Kai blue Kelly, excuse me. Um, he had another good day. I thought there were some, some good defensive backs out there that really stood out. I mean, uh, Keydron Smith, I don't know if I'm saying that name right, but Keydron Smith impressed me as well. I actually spoke to him afterwards and he um, had a lot of good things to say about the Steelers and his meeting with them. So that stood out to me. Two running backs, though, bar none, uh, I think had some of the best days out there. Roshan Johnson um, out of Texas, uh, Bijan's backup. I mean, Stephen, you pointed him out to me early, and from the second you did, he he just didn't stop. Like, the guy, every single run, I, I get that it's shorts, but every single run would have been 15 yards before he was even touched. Uh, give credit to the offensive line as well, because I thought they had a great day, but it, it was, like, wild how good he was. And then the other one was Tejan, or Spears out of Tulane right from the jump, the dude had a great day. I I don't know how to judge running backs in shorts properly, you know, because you always want to give them too much love. But I think these two are guys that just showed very impressive instincts and just strong running, you know, like you see a lot of guys that are very hesitant with the football at the wrong time or always hesitant with the football. These guys were two guys that were just like, okay, I know when to go slow and I also know when to just put my head down and run through an offensive line and I think both of them had good days.
1: I think what was really great for Tajay Spears overall was the fact that he measured in over 200 pounds at 204 pounds. Uh, we saw him run with really good contact balance at uh, Tulane and he had you know he showed that ability to run between the tackles but you always have concern about that about that threshold of guys under 200 pounds and can they hold up can can they can they play uh, enough downs the big thing I want to look for I want to see from him is I want to see if he can stand out in pass protection drills anytime this week. I didn't really get a chance to see him in that role, but I'm gonna be paying, I'm gonna have my eyes glued to to him the entire time when they have those pass protection drills going.
2: Yeah, Nick, I I, I agree with you. I think um when you're running those pass protection grills, like that's supposed to be an easy part of pass protection, an easy place to showcase that you can actually do the the technical part of blocking you know without kind of the the uh more mental stuff like picking up which block you know knowing which blocker to pick up or which rusher to pick up and stuff like that and that's one where I, you know not to call him out but evan hall I th- you know he had a kind of a rough day in that area not that he can't improve but you know that's that's noticeable when guys struggle in those one-on-one drills against the in the, kind of the backs versus backers situations when when you can, you, when you don't have the technical stuff down, that makes it a lot harder to to trust you. When you have to include the mental stuff too.
0: Yeah, and I think we saw a lot of linebackers on the other side of that struggle in that area today, where running backs just proved like, hey, look, at I know where my footwork's supposed to be. Um, the technical side of it's good, and running back our linebackers coming up the middle and, and one on ones kind of couldn't get things rolling. Um, I think we saw a lot about that. Th- that's the best part about this is you know we talk. We're about to talk about where the Steelers kind of showed their interest today. And they know where to look because when you're going individuals, a lot of people overlook it and say, Oh, what can you learn in this? You can learn so much in this. Me and Nick were sitting there during practice and you looked at me and you were like watching cornerbacks during individual drills is my favorite thing to do because you understand who opens their hips and who doesn't. And you can get that from every single position, a technical beat or are they doing this wrong or how sound is their fundamentals and that's what the senior bowl brings is a lot of how good of a football player are you before you put all the pads on then we'll analyze how good of a player you are in the game which is two: you need both sides if you're an nfl player like you can't just be very good at playing football in a game and you also can't just be very good at practice you have to be very good both of them i think you get both of that here at the senior bowl Um, When it comes to the Steelers, where they showed their interest, they had everybody down there. They had Mike Tomlin was down here. Omar Khan was down here. Obviously, Grady Brown is running the defense for the national team. Brian Flores is down here rocking a Pittsburgh Steelers sweatshirt, which say what you will. That's a pretty clear indication that as of now, he's sticking with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll see what happens down the road. And a handful of scouts. Did not see Matt Canada down here. I thought that was very interesting because he was down here last year. Did not see Pat Meyer down here, which I also thought was very interesting for what we're about to get into. But they did have their core. They are down here. Um, I think it was very clear, at least in my eyes, that the Steelers were leaning heavy towards the offense and defensive line. Um, did you guys kind of pick up on that same thing?
1: Yeah, I I definitely did. Uh it felt like, you know, whoever we were interviewing, if whether it be offense, defensive line, they were just meeting with Pittsburgh. Like guys like Matthew Bergeron, uh Blake Freeland who I don't even think is like the best fit overall for the Steelers because they run a lot of wide zone over at BYU and I'm not sure if the Steelers won have the athletes to be able to run wide zone and if Najee Harris is a good fit in that regard. But, you know, I, I digress the, it's important though, you know, they, they're, they're doing their due diligence with the offensive line. You know, they want it, they want to see, you know, which guys really stand out and just what, what they, what, what they can do scheme versus versatility wise. I mean, there's going to be a lot of guys who are moving around on playing guard, playing tackle, and those are the ones that are, you know, the swing guys are the ones that typically, they, they're the ones that get a lot of attention. Like Bergeron, he played a lot of positions at, at Syracuse. And, I, you know, that's, I'm not surprised the Steelers are looking at him pretty closely.
2: Yeah, Bergeron was a guy who told me he played, you know, both center and uh, both guard positions today. So he's a versatile guy that I think they're looking at. I want to take it over to the defensive line spot, which I talked to more of those guys today. Um, it was really interesting hearing from uh, Keon White from Georgia Tech, a defensive lineman who actually was the fastest. He set the tie the t- fastest yeah. top speed of all the defensive linemen on uh, on the national team, which was interesting. Um, you know, seems like a raw player, but someone the Steelers could but a guy with a lot of talent that they could be willing to work with. Um, he actually told me he was uh, at practice with Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin and him were kind of chomping it up. Um, he used the phrase, bouncing some ideas off of each other. Just And White told me he kind of took away a, a Tomlinism more or less. Um, this was a guy who had an injury that kept him out for an entire uh, season in 2021. And then uh, he comes back and has a great season at Georgia Tech. And now he's trying to focus on – his versatility, being able to play multiple positions and stuff like that. Um, so what the one thing Mike Tomlin told him was, you know, your best ability is your availability. And in his mind, if he's able to if he's able to play multiple positions, that gives him the best odds to play. And so that's what he's really trying to show off to the scouts here. And I, I was just struck by the fact that he was – I don't know. It seemed like almost getting coached like one of Tomlin's own players by Mike Tomlin himself. Um, it seemed like a really – not personal relationship, but Mike Tomlin seemed pretty invested in the guys that he was talking to, and uh, especially White along the defensive line. I think that's hilarious that this dude met Mike Tomlin one time for
0: ten minutes, and in that ten minutes, he's like, "Well, now I, I'm going to use that quote for the rest of my life because, <laughs> and, like, that's just how that's just what Mike Tomlin does. That is absolutely." wild right.
2: actually I was I was walking into that you know I was walking over to that scrum and I was thinking oh you know Keon White well, is an interesting guy you know maybe maybe the Steelers use the late round pick on him but you know as soon as he said oh you know it's like Mike T says you know your best avail- availability is your availability and my ears perked up I was like oh oh I know him I know Mike T I know who you're talking <laughs> about um, so yeah that, that was really interesting and I enjoyed enjoyed hearing from Keon because he seems like a smart kid too I think I think that's definitely a guy who's on Mike Tomlin's radar. I don't think he would use this time in in mobile just to kind of talk to whoever. I think if he's talking to you and and really kind of imparting some wisdom on you, he's invested in you.
0: Yeah, oh, 100%. That's who Mike Tomlin is. I mean, don't get me wrong, like Mike Tomlin's here to help everybody, but he's not going to you're not going to walk away with a Tomlinism embedded in your brain if that guy doesn't have an interest in you uh easy um my i think mike tomlin's hilarious because he's not coaching down here actually one of his coaches is down here and just a little tidbit i definitely watched omar khan hand grady brown a list of some sort and Mm -hmm. i don't know what was on that list and i can't confirm what was on that list but the you know the conspiracy theorist in me is like that was definitely a list of players that Grady Brown needs to do certain things with to make sure that the Steelers fully understand what they're looking at. Um, Mm -hmm. I also think it's hilarious that at every moment during the senior bowl, at least in day one, Mike Tomlin, who again is not coaching the senior bowl was involved with talking to players. Like "Ah, maybe that was every team and all we do is pay attention to the Pittsburgh Steelers guys because we don't know anybody else. But in my head, like Mike Tomlin was in the, I have a, I tweeted it out. I tweeted out a picture of Mike Tomlin in the middle of the field talking to a group of players and you're just like, dude, it's the middle of practice. <laughs> like, like, and you're right. not, you're not a coach. Like you're not out here as a coach. Mm-hmm. And that's just who Mike Tomlin is. Um, Actually, uh, Osiris Torrance out of Florida, the tackle out of Florida, who's a big name. I think we talked about him this morning, Steven. And you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's been mocked by a couple of guys to the Steelers at 17. He actually said, he said Mike Tomlin came over just to confirm that Tomlin really did have his eye on the offensive and defensive line. Um he said that Mike Tomlin said that he just he likes watching the big guys, you know. No offense to the little guys, but the big guys are where all the action happens. And which is I, which is
2: so funny because what Mike Tomlin was a receiver, He played Pax receiver coach. and then a defensive packs coach, right? Yeah. Like coming up. Yeah. It was which
1: is
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. funny. That's just who he is. And he and he's got mm-hmm. a strong focus on defense. I mean, you watch Tomlin's career in coaching, the Pittsburgh Steelers have always been very Folk, you know, they don't add big names to the secondary, but they coach their secondary. Like they always make changes to the secondary. Their upfront up front is always a lot of the same stuff. Um, but Tomlin loves his, he loves his big guys. But I think it's a good indication that the Pittsburgh Steelers are at least early here doing their homework to replace guys like Kevin Dotson and Dan Moore. I'm not saying that they're definitely going to, but I think that they're looking into it. That was all skeptical or, or uh, yeah, skeptical speculation thank you heading into this now that we've seen it with our eyes it's kind of like okay this is this is real like this the pittsburgh steelers actually have an interest and, and we've done this like again we talked about this earlier today the 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 steelers have done this the last three years kenny pickett it was clear as day that the pittsburgh steelers were looking at quarterbacks last season the year before that naji harris Clear as day that the Pittsburgh Steelers had interest in Najee Harris down here. And the year before that, they found Chase Claypool. And yeah, that one was a little out in left field. But even then, you kind of had a feeling that it was going to be Chase Claypool or some sort of wide receiver. And this year, you're like, right, I think it could be offense or defensive line. And the Steelers are down here just like, yeah, we're just going to stare at the offensive defensive line at all times and make things feel good.
1: Yeah, that's what's. Going to be interesting though with like a new GM and and like Mike Tomlin's been around for a while. Is I'm wondering if some of the tendencies might be a little bit different. But overall, you know, I I at least feel that they're going to address the depth of the offensive line because let's be real, even with the offensive line staying healthy, which the entire this entirety of the season, which was rare by the yeah by the way, like that 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 almost never happens. Like they were still a a unit that was very much growing and they, they had a lot of unproven pieces behind them and, you know, they need some more, more talent behind them at the very least. So, you know, definitely feel like offensive line is going to be addressed, whether it be early or late.
2: Yeah. And I think that depth, that depth part is really interesting that you bring up Nick, because when you look at the roster and you look at the, who's participating in the senior bowl this year, there is not, a Kenny Pickett or Najee an Harris. There's not a real top line slam dunk first round talent, you know. As much as Kenny Pickett was a, a slam dunk, he could be considered a slam dunk first round talent. There's no one that you look at and they just scream first round talent to you. I don't think. At least yeah. I don't think at the Senior Bowl right now. At least who the Steelers are looking at, and that's just interesting. So like I think the how far they kind of climb down into like how much depth are they looking for? How deep are they going to go for this depth along the lines and do they think they need to use their first round pick on, you know, do they know who they're picking with their first round pick already? Like how much scouting are they actually doing with that first one? How sure are they in what they know about, about those guys at the top and, and how much more digging do they need to do in, in the later rounds and in those later round prospects? That's, that's the interesting part to me. And that's the, the, The most that's what I'm going to be watching during draft season, I guess.
0: Yeah. And I I think that's because the Steelers at this point, like they're going to enter the offseason with a ton of questions for for the second or third year in a row, like the Steelers have had a lot of holes the last couple of seasons when it came to came to their entire team. But this year they're looking at they need a starter at inside linebacker. They need pretty much the entire defensive line. They need a cornerback. They need a slot wide receiver. They possibly need two offensive linemen. They need a new fullback. They need a backup tight end. There's a million things that the Pittsburgh Steelers need right now. So to look deep into the draft is that like that's the most interesting part of this whole thing. People are always eyeing the top guys. Oh, who who could they draft at 17? Yeah, that's awesome. But who are they going to draft at 50? Like, you know what I mean? Who's who's going to be their third round pick? Because those guys are probably going to play pretty big roles in 2023. And, and I'm not saying starting roles, but they're going to play. You know, like all those guys are going to have some expectations and they're going to fill some void somewhere. And the senior bowl is the perfect spot for that because there are no stars down here. Like you watched all day long. And I mean, Bijan Robinson's backup is the biggest name we've seen all day like outside of the, that byu kid that 17 out of byu that kid was wild mm, and ridiculous. i don't want to ridiculous like easily the best player mm-hmm. here but yeah. besides that you know the, the running back out of texas is the guy that impressed almost the most and or, or that who was the, the kid out of prince princeton i don't even know mm-hmm. that kid's name nick you know his name
1: i it's like and on andre is eyes love us uh it's i i i butchered that so bad but like oh it, yeah
0: it's uh, it, andre i i see i
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah but that's what i'm saying there's a lot of there's a lot of people out here that it just feels like in years past we were very strung up on i mean even the lower round guys like connor hayward was here last year but that felt like a star the kid was a sixth round draft pick you know but he was a big name this year there's there's not those big names it's a lot of little guys who could make big impacts in the NFL and I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are very excited to get a close eye on that
2: well and can also they can rise or fall like really far yeah they can do they can do a lot of good for themselves or also kind of set themselves back a little bit and I think that's really interesting about this week too
0: yeah yeah Nick uh to send it off here you got to miss half of uh, half a practice day because you're still trying to make your way here from from Charlotte, North Carolina. What are you looking for tomorrow? What's your what's your big thing that you got on your checklist tomorrow?
1: I want to see guys put, you know, put performances together. You know, I don't want to see, you know, corners like Julius Brands, you know, come out hot one week and or come out hot the next day. And then and then like just start getting beat across the face the next the next day. I also, I mean, I, I really want to see some improvement from the quarterbacks. I was really shocked how bad Jared Hall was overall. I like yeah. he has probably the best arm there, but he had, but he was just he was dreadful. Like he just wasn't getting the ball out on time. He was getting balls tipped at the line. It was just it was it was rough for the quarterbacks. I'm also looking for Keanu Benson. I heard he played really well. I didn't get to see it because I wasn't there yet. <laughs> and he apparently he apparently dealt with some cramps, so he had to so he had to leave a little early. That but um I'm like I said before Tajay Spears. I want to see if he can block. That, that that's that's a big one for me. And um, yeah, like just like offensive line. Got to got to pay attention. John Michael Schmitz probably was the best looking center there t- today i want to see if he puts the puts it together again osiris torrance obviously like played really well with his grip strength his anchor just really powerful dude yeah i'm like i overall just want to see some improvement from the quarterbacks and i want to see some consistency from the defensive line that's that's about that's about what i'd say
0: the the quarterbacks were uh to describe the quarterbacks today in one word it would be awful it the, dreadful I just ridiculously bad.
2: I've never seen quarterback play that bad in my life, actually. Uh, Steven, what are you looking for tomorrow? Well, I I would second the quarterback thing. I'm willing to cut them all some more slack. It, I think it's tough to show up with a bunch of new teammates and receivers in the middle and of and catch a, a snap.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. What about that's, what about that's, throw? That's, what about just just start to throw the ball? Because I've watched I watched two of them
1: actually drop the football as they just went to. I mean, they're, arm. So, we're, so we're, we're talking about the quarterbacks, but the one thing that's big about day one is there's going to be so many players making so many big mistakes, like fumbling the ball, just getting the ball out late or as the Northwestern guy was just lining off sides, like literally every single play, like yeah, play, like, yeah, that's uh that, that was, that was nuts. Uh, like you want to see that those types of stuff, like that, that, you want to see that go away after day one more than anything.
2: Yeah. All right, Steven. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. It's okay. Um, but yeah, I, I think the quarterback play is going to be, be really interesting. I want to see these DBs start to get challenged. Um, like you said, Nick, um, you want to start seeing some guys uh, stack some good days, but you know, it's, it's, it was pretty easy for some DBs to have some good days. You know, obviously you're, you're grading the coverage different from you know the results of the play, but, I really do want to see these DBs get challenged and hopefully the, the quarterbacks can, and the receivers can deliver for them.
0: Yeah. I, I would like to see some, some good quarterback play, but I honestly, like, you know, we named 17 from BYU, who, again, I can't even pronounce his name, but P-
1: Puka. Okay, well.
0: thank you. Um, yep, Puka Nakua. I will remember that now. But besides that, there wasn't like a star. There were no stars on the field. And I would really like to see a couple of guys tomorrow, like, just showcase like, Hey, look at, pay attention to me, you know, look at me. And I think in years past, you've gotten a lot of those guys where you're just like, he's a stud. He's a stud. I got my even smaller guys. I mean, I remember last year being out here and Bo Melton was just the dude who I was just like, this guy, this guy's got my eye all week. Like just, I just wanted to watch him. And I don't think that there's any of those guys right now, except for that one. And I would like to see two or three of them kind of introduce themselves in day two as we work our way through the week. Um, but I'm very excited for day two. Day two is going to be a good day. Um, we're heading out of here. We're heading back to the field day two, Mobile, Alabama. Very excited about it. Day one was a blast. Like I said, we're coming live all week long from the senior bowl. Best observations on the internet. I would say we got uh, flowers in the background and <laughs> by the end of this week, me and Steven might be more red then I don't have anything red to display, but more red than anything you've ever seen possibly in your life. It's going to be a my good nose. one.
1: Then <laughs> Nick's nose. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but we'll be all right. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. And anywhere you get your podcast. like this video, and follow all of our work at allsteelers.com. We'll be back tomorrow. Peace.